Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Brandon Mahoney. He's the co-founder of LaunchPoint Labs, a startup studio and early venture funds, where he is an expert in starting sales departments. Currently, he's based in Oregon. I have Lauren Schieffer. She's known as the Colonel's daughter. She's a certified speaking professional doing keynotes and training. She focuses on significant leadership. She's based in Kansas City. And Tim Hawks, Managing Director of Unlimited Potential. He's a mental engineer and executive coach focusing on logical, practical solutions to challenging problems. He's in the UK. The question I have, how might someone realize they aren't good at communication? Lauren, kick us off. A couple of signals. First off, if you are consistently being misunderstood, if people are consistently asking you to reframe, state your, your case or your sentence again, that's a really good sign. I have someone in my life right now um, who uh, seems that the consistent mantra is, I didn't mean it that way. You shouldn't take it that way. That's a good indicator that communication skills could be improved. My grandmother used to say, don't do what I said, do what I mean. <laughs> so I'm a bit of a great believer. You get back what you put out. Basically, you're the, the life that you're experiencing is the one that you've created through your communication style, through your beliefs, values and all those sorts of things. And so therefore, if your communication style is being misheard, there will be clues coming back to you, as Lawrence just said. Clues coming back to you, whether it be misunderstanding, whether it be people walking away, whether it be, you know, the group sort of drifting away from you at a networking event. I think that the signs are there. The first thing I thought when you said to this question was, well, is this me? Am I communicating? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it could be me. So I think there's also another piece in there about regular checks and asking and making sure and finding out. I, I view communication as a two-way street, right? It's not just my ability to get my message across to you so that you understand it correctly. It's also my ability to take in the information that you're giving me and for me to understand it correctly. So I can go to somebody and I can, you know, as, as articulately as possible, get them my message across and they understand it. But if they're talking with me and I'm not getting what they're saying, a part of my job is being able to go back to them and say, hey, can you explain this better? Can you help me really understand what it is you're trying to say? And if, if I don't do that, I feel like that's on me for bad communication on my side. Hmm. There's something to be said for someone kind of getting that gla glassy eyed look when you're talking to them and you have to notice that and be able to say, hold on, let me back up. Because I do feel like there are often times where we say lots of words and it doesn't actually land well. So how would you notice that in the other person? What might you see that would say, oh, wait a minute, let me try that again. Well, the other thing to consider is if you've always been miscommunicative through your life, that's how people treat you. So that's the norm. Therefore, looking for it might not necessarily allow you to see it. I mean, I can look for glassy eyed. I can think I know when I see it and I think I can take some action. But am I seeing it? I think for me, it's if, if I, I tend to sometimes when I'm talking to an individual, I, I go on these long rants. And at the end, I'll ask a question. And if I just get an okay, and okay is definitely not the answer to the question, <laughs> that I know there is something lost in that communication. Yeah, they kind of slipped into level three non-listening mm -hmm. at that point, smiling and nodding, but it's in one ear and, and out the other. Not to jump to, to a, a solution, but with me, it's all, all tied together. Mm. Our goal as communicators is threefold. First, 
all people feel safe and treated with respect in our presence. Second, while we stand our own ground. And third, we get our message across, which is a little backward from the way most people train on communication. But I know that if someone does not feel safe, physically, intellectually, or emotionally safe in a situation, no communication is happening. Mm. And if someone is feeling disrespected in a situation, no communication is happening. Our job as communicators is to meet them where they are. So that means that I have to adapt. I have to flex how I communicate to meet them where they are, whether that is a cultural difference, a gender difference, a personality difference. I mean, we've all encountered conversations between someone who is fast in their pace and results oriented, having a conversation with someone that is methodical in their pace and detail oriented and, and, and watch the little sparks happen there in the middle where he's like, can you, can, 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 can you get to the point? So we have to flex how we communicate to meet them at their comfort zone. I think one of the least favorite things that I want to ever hear is you aren't understanding me. Mm-hmm. What I say is I don't feel like I'm explaining this well. Let me try again. Yes. Take the onus on ourselves. Yes. Uh, I, so I've, I've just heard Lauren's explanation and nodded and agreed along with it, but it scared me a little bit. And so I, did, so I, I didn't feel safe. I absolutely agree that we should meet people in a safe space. I totally do. But what if we don't know? What if the, what is this is not? What if they're not giving it away? They're sitting there terrified, but giving the smiley face. Now, so I'm sort of worried about. You know, what if you're giving these sort of emotional, give us a hug type thing when actually they just want facts and be out of there, but they're smiling and nodding and you think you're making progress. Where I've seen a communication where there's not, where it's not working, often somebody's just not seeing that. They've not got the skill. They've not got the, I don't know, it's not there. Mm. And uh, and uh, listening to Lauren, I thought there is a catch-all here. There is a sort of solution that trumps everything. And that's to ask questions about the other person. So if you if you're not sure or you're uncertain or you don't know about commission, go, hi, how are you today? Oh, that's great. And what are you up to at the weekend? Oh, right, okay. And, and is that family or oh great, yeah. Um I did that once and I, it was quite cold. Are you gonna have it cold this year? Well, suddenly you're communicating and it's a catch or you can't fail with a with a question set that is de- devoted to that person. I'd be curious to see how we would all handle it when it comes to instead of just one-on-one communication, but communication with a group where you're you're speaking with a team Good and point. ensuring that each individual on your team is 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 actually receiving your message and they feel, you know, as you're saying, they feel understood, they feel safe, they feel respected. The way I've generally handled that is I, I let everyone know at, at the end, if you have questions, you can come to me separately. I know a lot of individuals don't feel safe raising their hand in front of a group and, and asking a question. Mm-hmm. So losing a group is a whole different ball game, isn't it? Standing there and finding out like 30 glassy-eyed people standing you nodding along is a whole different ball game to one-to-one. I hadn't even thought about the group aspect of it. That's that's quite interesting because in that respect, do you just carry on? I don't know. I've learned after the fact, people have come up to me and said, I was so intimidated by you. I, I'm scared of you. I'm like the nicest farm girl on the planet. How can you be scared of me? So I think recognizing the impact that who you are, whether it's your CV or whatever, is having on people is a place to start when it comes with a group. So what I do with a group now is I tell a story that makes me more personal so that they're not, because I, I realize I have a CV that if it wasn't mine would scare me. I get that. So yeah. I try to humanize myself first. I met and a guy once who was seven foot six and he, before meetings, because he was so tall, 
um, before meetings, he'd send a message out to everyone saying, yes, I am tall. Yes, I've got bad problems. No, I don't play basketball. You know, and answer all the key questions off before you got there because people make assumptions, don't they? And then and you you lose this message because of however you present. So I think you're right. Um, setting the scene can help people then work to communicate. If you say, look, I can be brusque at times, people go, okay, I get that. And then when you either go, there's an example of that. Hmm. I wish I could say that I've never been in front of a room and, and seen them all go glassy eyed. That would be a lie. And I would never lie to you. Uh, I, I did recognize the situation once. I wish I could say it was the meeting planner's fault, but I would never say that. I had not done my due diligence to know who my audience was. Hmm. So I walked in as the colonel's daughter. I was wearing a St. John suit and heels. And these were leaders in agriculture. Mm. and so <clears throat> recognizing that that just the appearance was off-putting I had my flip-flops in my laptop bag I said gentlemen how do I I said it's sharp it's professional good now we're done and I I had a, a, a blouse on I took the jacket off I kicked my shoes off slipped my flip-flops on and proceeded mm. and it was just enough to break the the veneer and so but you noticed and that's the that's the key thing like you really you didn't just plow ahead like well too bad this is how I'm dressed like you did something about it and I think that's the point of the conversation we're having is you have to notice if you're being bad at communication <clears throat> and that takes self-awareness it takes observation and it takes to your point Lauren recognizing your audience so I'm going to cut us off there because that is our 10 minutes. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I hope we've communicated something effectively and I'll talk to you all really soon. Thank you, Robin.